Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Suzanne Harris, and my listeners get the story behind every book. Joining me today is one of my favorite people. His name is Gene Abel. He's been here several times to talk about books, and today we're talking about two books from his Defenders of Time series, Going Back and Kidnappers from the Future. Now, if you've not heard my description of who Gene is, let me give you a little bit about his background. He's a distinguished military graduate from Penn State University. He has a degree in finance, and he has an MBA from Lehigh University. He began his active military service at the completion of his graduate degree. He was promoted to colonel. He completed the Army War College and was nominated for general. He received the Army Commendation Medal and the Meritorious Service Medal twice. Gene has worked as a nuclear weapons officer in the artillery branch of the Army, and he later became an Army finance officer. Gene, every time I read your bio, I always want to say thank you so much for your service, and it's just so interesting and intriguing. Welcome back. It's such a pleasure to talk to you again. Well, thank you very much, and you're certainly very welcome. I was an honor to serve uh, our country in the Army. I'm curious. There's a question I've never asked you. I'm always curious about how a writer becomes a writer. But there are lots of different reasons that people write books. Sometimes, as when they were children, there was some book or some author that caught their attention, and that, so they started to write. Sometimes there's a teacher who makes an assignment, and when that assignment's turned in, the teacher looks at the work, and they see a spark. And so they encourage the young person to write. Sometimes there's an incident that happens in the person's life that's major. Sometimes it's positive, sometimes it's negative. But either way, there's some compulsion that comes to that person that they must write a book about whatever the incident was. When were you, when did you decide that you wanted to write? How old were you? And why did you decide you wanted to write? Well, I was 58. And the reason I remember that is because my late wife, I had uh, contracted cancer, and I decided to retire early uh, to take care of her because she was very, very sick. Uh, the interesting thing is I had written a lot of business material, but I had never written a novel or a book. Right after I retired in 1999, I had a idea that popped into my head that I just could not get rid of. I mean, it, sometimes I'd wake up at night and be thinking about this. And it was the storyline of the book we'll talk about in our next interview, uh, The Inner Destiny, which is a romance novel. Why did I think that? Why did that plot come into my head? I can't begin to tell you, but I couldn't get it out until I sat down and wrote the book. So that is basically how I wrote my first book. As to how I wrote these two books that we're going to talk about today, Going Back and Kidnappers from the Future, I've always been interested in sci-fi. Um, I loved uh, Jules Verne. I loved the uh, Time Machine and all the miniseries that had been on TVs about, you know, Lost in Space and Star Trek. So it was a natural when I picked up my uh, pen or actually my computer uh, after 20 years of having written The Inner Destiny that I wrote these two books. That's so interesting. I'm curious about how you write. Are you a person who 
sits down at a, a keyboard and the movie starts in your head and you record what you see? Are you an outliner? Do you? Uh, I know some people like Jeff Deaver. Jeff Deaver is an attorney or a former attorney, and he sits down and before he writes one of the Lincoln Rhyme books, he outlines almost the the whole the whole thing, so he knows exactly what's coming next. How, what's your process? I'm curious. I use an outline. I not only outline the storyline, but I also then try to give some context to the to the characters or the main characters of the book. Uh, you know, the description, what they're like. Uh, and that enables, I think, a better development of the characters. Uh, this is one of the things I've been very pleased with with my books, that I have good character development. And readers seem to like the characters, which is an important thing, I think, uh, uh, if you're going to really enjoy the, the, the book. I agree with you. I agree with you. Let's talk about these books. Let's start out with the first one in the Defenders of Time series. Let's talk about Defenders of Time, Going Back. That's the first one. And there's a little video on your website about Going Back. Yes, there is. You can click on that, and it's a YouTube. It's, it, it describes Going Back. Well, Going Back, uh, again, I had thought of this whole series of books, and there's three books in this series. Um, I... First, I wanted to introduce the reader into this idea that, hey, time travel has started. Now, it hasn't, but, you know, as far as I know, but um, <laughs> in my book, it did. Uh, time travel is, is, a, is something that uh, people like Einstein uh, um, thought possible, theoretically possible, just like he thinks wormholes are theoretically possible. Um, and so... I wanted to introduce the reader with book one by probably the most often thought of when you you know consider time travel, and that is going back in time, uh, either to learn something that you can use or sometimes to change history. Well, going back is a story about um, the American time travel facility that has uh, been able to monitor if any other country or any other person is trying to go back in time. They detect that, yes, there are others trying to go back in time, and they fear that they want to change something. In my book, I reason that the Americans decided that, yes, we could go back and do things like eliminate Hitler and the Second World War and the Holocaust, so wouldn't that be great? The problem is we don't know what might follow that if we did that. Would Stalin have taken over the world and been even worse than Hitler? So the American perspective was we don't want people going back changing things. So in going back, they detect that, yes, someone is messing around in the past. And the American team goes back to deal with that and try to prevent any change in history. You know, you're right. I think people are fascinated by time travel and have been forever. How many movies can we all think about that have been about time travel? And I love this approach that you've done. And on the the, the movie, the little uh, clip that's on your website or YouTube, you actually show New York City when it was what 1919 is that? That's when your book set, right? That's, that's the time frame that we go back to. Yes. I mean, that to me, 
sort of pulled me right in and set the context for this because it made me look at that and time travel in my head forward to think about what New York City looks like today. And I think this mm-hmm. is a great idea. Now, this goes, this goes right into the sequel. Now, the next one is called Kidnappers from the Future, which is a little bit of a frightening title. Right. So then I, I shift gears from going back to have people from the future come back to us. And their intent is, just like in the first book, to change things. It turns out that in this case, um, we're dealing with the Russians. And they come back and they capture one of our key scientists and basically take them with them back to their future. Okay? Or their present, I guess, our future. We, of course, detect this and go back or go to the future to try and retrieve our scientists. Uh, So here we have a future society coming back to our time to change something. We're in the first book. It was our society trying to go back and change something in the past, uh, our past. So there's sort of uh, the other sides of the coin, if you will, uh, uh, between these two books. Now, you've got a character, a couple of characters, actually, that go from the first book into the second book. Tell me about Special Agent Lou Hessman. Well, Hessman is really one of the keys, and he is a special agent. He's the one that really directs the the time travel team. And the way I've written him, he's the one that has the insight. And sometimes his insight is very, very crucial. So he is a key storyteller. Um, I chose to write my books um, from the perspective of POV of, of, a, of a number of people rather than one person. But if it had been written as a perspective of one person, it would have been Lou Hessman because he's a he's he's really a, a driver in this whole series. In fact, he'll be in, in the third book as well. But he is a driver in both of these books. How did you create his character? Did someone inspire you? Is this a conglomeration of people? How did you create Lou Hessman? Well, I knew we had to have somebody that that was sort of in charge, if you will. Um, and I wanted that somebody to be not only viewed as competent, but I also wanted him to, or wanted that character to be uh, insightful and be able to maybe see some things that others don't see. And that is exactly what, what he does. He can see things with his intuition and his experience that even sometimes the the science doesn't uh, uncover right away, but later on proves to be correct. Now, you've also created a little love interest here. You the The character who's kidnapped in the second book, Samantha, is a little bit of a love interest for Lou Hessman. I loved it that you put that romance in there. I thought that was a terrific sort of a twist. It was unexpected. I like that a lot. Thank you. Yeah, that and that will carry forward, believe it or not, into the third book. Uh, I also did the same thing with the first book, going back uh, with Claire and, and Ben. Uh, uh, they basically uh, get together. Um, Claire, of course, is the reporter that we actually bring from her past to our future going back. So 
that we have a, a romance between those two, uh, the man, of course, being the historian and Claire being the reporter that sort of was about 100 years ahead of her time. Do you have a target audience in mind when you write books, Jane? Well, in this case, I think it's a fairly broad audience, I think, or I try to make it, because anyone that's interested in sci-fi, obviously. Then we have, you know, if you parse it a little more carefully, you have the time travel aspect. And, of course, as I move to the third book, as I'll explain later, it morphs into direct contact with an extraterrestrial race. And it is brought about because of our time travel. So it all builds as, a, as, a, as an idea. When I created these three books, I knew pretty much what I wanted to do with each of them. But there was an overall strategy that, that I was trying to achieve. I really like this. I, I love books that have a continuous second and third book because it really allows the story to expand and it allows the characters to expand and it allows you to see the characters and have a better I mean in my mind when I read I have a visual image of who the character is and I have a visual image of what the action is like many people do that many people don't Um, but for me give me those three books and I really like it better because I get to know those characters better and I get to be really more familiar with them, except at the end of the third book, I'm always sad to let the characters go. That's always hard for me is to let the characters go. Was it hard for you to let the characters go when you stopped writing? Well, I don't know that I've stopped yet. I mean, I've I've got three books in, in mind. But what, the way I've written the third book, it would lend itself to go on for uh, additional books. Uh, we're looking at a different series name instead of the Defenders of Time, and it'd be We're Not Alone uh, series. Uh, one of the things I did do in the, in, in the second book, Kidnappers from the Future, is we began to introduce illustrations uh, of the characters and of the uh, scenes that we have in the book. Um, so you not only have the word picture, but you have the illustration. Uh, we're going to expand that in the third book uh, so that it will help the reader not only to have the word picture, but also to have those illustrations uh, in the book. I think that's a great idea I, because people are we're all looking for that visual image. And if we don't find it somewhere, we just make it up in our minds. So I think that's a mm-hmm. great idea. I know we've hooked our listeners. Let's tell them where they can find the book. Now, these are the first two in the series. You yes. can find these on Amazon. So if you go to mm-hmm. Amazon in the the search feature, you can either write Defenders of Time series or the two titles. The first book is Going Back by Gene, G-E-N-E, Abel, A-B-E-L. The second yeah, book. Yeah, don't, forget the, don't forget the P. Gene P. Abel. Oh, is that, a, is that important? Yes. Okay, don't forget the P, Gene P. Abel. And the second book, the title is Kidnappers from the Future by Gene, G-E-N-E, P, capital P, period, Abel, A-B-E-L. You can put those two separate titles in and click, and the books come right up. And in the upper right-hand corner, Amazon almost always has the words, look inside on that representation of the cover. 
If you click on those two words, the book electronically opens and allows you to read an excerpt. You can read an excerpt from either book, from Going Back or Kidnappers from the Future, or let's send them to your website because they can also find the excerpts there on your website. Right, Gene? Yes. Yes, my website has all the books that I've written. Uh, my website is genepablebooks.com. And it not only has the um, uh, the books that you can buy from Amazon, it has descriptions. I've got uh, reader comments, and in that uh, in that website or on that website, in the upper right hand corner, I have a thing called contact. And I want to stress that if you have a question, if you have a comment, if you would like to request that I autograph a book of mine that you purchased all you need to do is click on that contact send me a message i will receive it as an email and i will get back to you so that's a great way i think to look at all of what i'm doing and as we begin to release uh, the third book in the defenders of time series it will appear on that website as well there's something that you didn't mention that I always have liked, and that is that there is an audio biography done by you. They just can click on that, and there you are. They'll know what you look like. They'll hear your voice talking about you and giving a little bit about your background. And I thought that was a really valuable thing to put on a website because I think it gives people, they feel like they know you. They feel like they know the author, and I think that makes a difference in how somebody looks at a book. So I thought that was a great thing to do. Now, you have teased the listeners with your third book. <laughs> Let's tell them about that new project. Okay, the book is, and it's, it's in editing right now with the publisher. It's called The Alien Step-In. Now, you know, I'm only going to give you a primer, but basically what this book does is it begins as another time travel adventure. This time, the country is China. And they are successful in changing our past. Wow. When they do that, they create a catastrophic problem that transcends the earth and affects the greater universe. That event in my third book brings to reality an extraterrestrial race called the Glenarians, and they are basically saying to the earthlings, stop what you're doing. You don't understand the danger that you're creating. And then you will see in that third book, I have a gift that they give us. I'm not going to tell you what the gift is, but it is something that will change everything on earth if we stop messing with time as they wish. So that book, I'm hoping, will be out in October. Um, and in addition to the books, what we're really looking at now is trying to see whether or not we can attract uh, a, a agent and a uh, who works with some of the TV streaming companies like Hulu and Netflix and Disney to take a look at the Defenders of Time series, three books. Because I believe, and some others have said the same thing, that it would lend itself to a really interesting miniseries. 
I couldn't if agree that more. happens, yeah, I couldn't agree more. That, that if that happens, then the third book introduces something that you can have any number of series and uh, about. Uh, and I, I really am, am, am anxious to see whether or not we can move from just simply the written page or electronic to a miniseries. I love your ideas. I love your enthusiasm. I wish you the very best of luck with this project. I'll keep my fingers crossed and keep me up to date on what's going on. Promise? I will. Well, one last question. You know, I'm always curious about what the author really, really wants the reader to take away from their books. Now, in this case, it could be the series because we're at book two. You and I are talking about going back as well as Kidnappers from the Future. Does each book have something that you wish them, the reader, to take away? Is there an overall general message that you want the reader to take away? I really think I would like them to take away the message from the series rather than a specific book because each book contributes to the series. And that is that um, maybe it is possible at some point for us to travel in time uh, and that aliens really are out there and they are uh, watching us and uh, eventually will make contact. Uh, when, for example, um, Jules Verne wrote uh, the Nautilus, there was no knowledge of nuclear energy. So for people who say, well, we can't travel in time, well, we can't today, but that doesn't mean we won't be able to in the future. And I think the other thing that makes that even more cogent is the fact that, that people like Einstein uh, really believed that it was theoretically possible. So I'd like the takeaway to be, Hey, how think about that a little more. Maybe we will be able to travel back in time. What if we do? What dangers are are, are lurking uh, if we do that? And yes, we're probably not alone. And eventually, we're going to have direct contact. In other words, we're going to have a ship land on the White House lawn and say, take me to your leader. <laughs> Gene, you always leave me with thought-provoking ideas. And I suspect if anyone, especially a family, if a family started reading the Defenders of Time series, I can hear those dinner table discussions back and forth now. It is just such a pleasure to have you as my guest on Books on Air. And I can't wait to hear about the third book. Thanks so much much for being with me today. You're very welcome, and you have a great day. Thank you. Now, remember, you can find the Defenders of Time series on Amazon. The first book is Going Back. The second book is Kidnappers from the Future. Both books are by Jean, G-E-N-E, P, period, Abel, A-B-E-L. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I hope you'll join me for my next Books on Air podcast, because remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thanks so much for listening.